0: This is mark here and you are more than welcome to the clockwork junkie podcast thank you for tuning in as always you're more than welcome if you're new hello my guest on the show today i'm delighted to have her she's a psychotherapist and author and the founder of the horizon mental health clinic it's sylvia kuchena welcome to the podcast thank you how did hello. i do with the pronunciation of your name
1: perfect you couldn't well, perfect, do it are
0: you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you pronounce it differently when you speak. Uh, In in Ireland, we say Sylvia. Yes, yes, and it's Sylvia with W. Maybe that's
1: why. Yeah. Okay. um, It's
0: it's a a,
1: a slight difference.
0: Yeah. So look, we're just—I have, as people would know, on the podcast. Um, if I have a psychotherapist on, I'm going to have a million questions. And you're right, by the way, I do. Um, I will leave Sylvia's link her website in the description of this podcast and um, look go and check her out please um she's on instagram and all the other social places and uh, go and check her out but don't believe me you'll see why as we talk and um, she's fantastic things to say and explains everything really really well that even an ignoramus like me can understand it so um i'm delighted you came on she didn't ask me i asked her which is the first time in a long time Um, so we talk about, before we talk about psychotherapy, so your um, your Horizon Mental Health Clinic is in Limerick. Yes, yes. So your accent is not a Limerick accent. So where, where are you from? How did you get to Limerick <laughs> and why psychotherapy?
1: Uh, right, that's actually quite a long story because first of all, I, I was born in Poland. So I was living in Poland for 14 years. Then I came with my parents and my younger brother to Donegal. And I lived in Donegal for 11 years.
0: Wow, you don't have (laughs) a Donegal accent as well.
1: No, I don't. Uh, I kept, I I can't be quite stubborn person and I kind of kept my own accent. (laughs) Um, Yes, and then um, I did a law. Actually, I have a law degree and I was hoping to pursue that as my career. But then, you know, once I finished my college, we then decided to move to Limerick because um, my husband he got a job in Limerick. So I'm like, you know what, why not? Let's let's move. So we did it and I started to work in the solicitor office, which I did not like. There was lack of everything for me, everything that I stand for, everything that is important in life for me, it was lacking. So I last nine months, but as I was still working i started psychotherapy um of course and that was my that 2015 that was my start of becoming a psychotherapist which i had no idea what the counselor was and had no idea what psychotherapy is i just liked the sound of it and I'm like, you know what it feels right let's do it and that's how i that's how it all began really one decision
0: well i'm not a I'm not a big believer in God, but thank God you didn't stay in the solicitor's office because um, you're really good at what you do. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, thank
1: you. Mike.
0: I, oh, you're more than welcome. I I am like, it's, it's a privilege for me to be doing this podcast, to be at a stage where I can just pick somebody randomly from Ireland or England or Australia or America and ask them to come on and they normally say yes. And it's, 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 um, it's great because I have so many questions that I'd like to ask you about so many different things, and I know that you 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 talk about all these things over a period of time. Like for instance, on Instagram, I follow you on Instagram. I I, don't, I think I follow forty one people. Well, it was forty. Now it's forty one. You're one of them, because um, you're talking an awful lot of sense. And I I'd love people who are struggling or who who aren't even struggling just to go and have it. like I'm not struggling now, but I still like listening. It's it's like um like a Red Bull, just a little bit of okay. Let's go today. I've heard what Sylvia said, let's go, <laughs> and it's just nice. And I'm not very like that, you know. Um, like it's there's only a, a, a few people that would do that for me. Um, and I like the way you do it as well. You're very relatable when you're talking to people. You're not like, um, I think I mentioned off air, like you're not there in a tie and saying, Well, what you need to do is you don't do that, you just be yourself sometimes, like, even be before you start you smile you're kind of nervous but you have so much information and then you do it and I really enjoy it so look please go and check her out um she is my full endorsement But well, look questions I'm going to timestamp stamp these questions because we're going to be talking about a lot of different things we, I don't know how long you have I don't know how long I have but we get through as many as we can and genuinely Sylvia, take as long as you want to answer and as people that listen to the podcast know I'll be interrupting with questions all the time but um as everyone knows for anyone who doesn't at this stage, everyone knows I had depression for 10 years. It was a nightmare. It was the worst time in my life. I could have killed myself. I nearly did. And I'm better now and everything is fine. But there's stuff that I work on all the time. And there's stuff that I think all the time. Um, and, and one of them is about fear. And I'd like to discuss fear with Sylvia now. Like, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll say something and then I contradict myself. But like, like fear is not real, in my opinion. Now, of course, fear is real. You don't, walk on a tall building with a blindfold because you might fall you don't put your hands into the fire because you're afraid you'll get burnt you don't rattle the tree when there's a beehive because you're afraid you'll get stung that's rational fear and it's good it's how we evolved but fear as in a psychological thing i don't think is real i think it's a complete illusion Um, fear of getting a job or not getting a job fear of starting a new relationship or breaking up in a relationship if you're not happy um How would you describe fear? Just talk to me a little bit about fear.
1: Okay. So, first of all, again, this is going, that's, you know, my answer is going to be purely based on my perceptions. I don't want you to feel like I'm, you know, contradicting what you're saying. You have the right to feel, but the fear is not real. However, for many people, and it is real, once you feel it, you leave it, you believe it, it changed your whole perception of the reality. So for that, it is very real. But fear, um, there's only two fears that can never be changed. And one of them, like we are born with it, so we can never get rid of it. And that's the the fear will be there for the rest of our lives. It's basically, it's to keep us us safe. And one of them is like um, loud noises. So if there's something like a bell going on, we would jump and heights that's the only two fears that we will never get rid of it no matter no matter how much you will try you will still be afraid of those two things and it's simply because uh, it just keeps us survive helps us to survive, but the other fears like, as I said, fear of getting a job, fear of leaving a relationship that you're not happy in fear of. Um, I don't know taking a driving lesson or you know stuff like that is. Learned fear, and usually it goes as far as your childhood because that's when we learn the most about ourselves, our life, the perception we're learning um, a lot from our parents, from our caregivers. And if, let's say, we have parents who are very afraid of something or keep us, let's, let's say, they will project things onto us, yes. don't climb that tree, don't touch this. Don't go there, you will burn yourself. you know, it's, yes, it's out of just the protection, but yet they are projecting their own fears onto the child, where, where the child has no idea what is that about. But then when they hear this over and over again, they start to believe, you know what? Like if she is my main authority and she's telling me that I should be afraid of those things, I actually will be afraid because if she's telling me, who am I to say that's not right? You know, and it's like a vicious circle. But then we're an adults, and then we realize, holy shit, <laughs> we are really afraid people. Like you know, we're afraid to um, to say what. So you no, know, the basic to even say what we want, we are believing that we can't even say and claim what we want. Like let's say you know many people, and that's you know people that I'm working with. It's very very common that they say, "I can't tell them what I want. I can't tell them my opinion." Like, and the simple question then is, like, "Why not? You know, why can't you? Why why can't you say like, what what would be the worst case scenario that if you did tell their opinion that you don't agree with the other person, or like, you can have, you know, what will happen? Or they won't like me? Why?" Why is that really that important? Like, are you liking yourself? So it's everything really what we do is reflection on how we are with ourselves. So let's say if we are afraid of something, ask yourself, why are you afraid? You know, what is going on within yourself in your internal world that, you know, are you feeling that you're not good enough? Are you afraid that, you know, know, uh, people are always afraid well, not always, but usually are afraid of failing at things and being a bad at things, being judged. But really, with the judgment, is that before they will ever get judged, they are judging themselves. You know, yeah. it's like it always comes from them. And then they projecting those internal thoughts into the other feelings. And it's like, it's like a vicious circle then, you know?
0: Yeah, that's like, I think that's, um that's, like that's you have just proved my point you're much better at explaining things than I am like that's what I I I meant when I said that it's it's uh not real because like you know like what is the worst that could happen is right like the worst that could happen is for example this person won't like me or I won't get the job okay let's say that happens let's say that is the worst case scenario then what nothing everything is fine so even sometimes even the worst case scenario is still okay well, like, you will never get a new job if you don't apply for it. You will never find love if you don't get into a relationship. You will never do anything. You can't. And it's a great point that you touched on as well, like, is sometimes people don't even know what their triggers are. So you might think you had a good childhood, but one time uh, somebody told you to not go down the lane and you did and you fell and you broke your ankle, you recovered and you fi- you're you fine. Now you're an adult and you're married but you always know that if somebody tells you something that maybe you should do it because the last time as a child, but you never think of it. And it's, it, it it could be in going to a wedding, going for a job, uh, speaking up for yourself, as you said, like some people don't even, won't even say what they want. Like it's so hard when you're an adult, but all the different emotions that goes on inside and like, you could be the coolest person on the outside talking and yes, and you look like you're successful and everything is fine. But inside them, no, it's, it's, it's like a duck on the water, you know? You're going cam with your feet are, like this. But I realized when I had depression that all of the things that I was afraid of, I said, well, what's the absolute worst that could happen here? And I said, okay, well, let's pretend that all of that happened. Everything that I think is the worst, let's pretend all of that has happened. And it's, it's happened now when it's behind me. Now what? You're still fine. And then I thought, yeah. is this real? But you're right. It is real because if it's real to me, it, it's real. Even if everyone else doesn't think it's real. If if I think it's real, it's real to me. You yeah.
1: know? And you see, I don't think the goal should be to get rid of fear at all. It's about acknowledging, okay, you know what? I am afraid, but fear's not going to stop me. And grab the fear. Come on, you're going with me. Like <laughs> you know, I'm not okay. ready, but I'm still going to do it. Like you're not stopping me. Like if you want to be there, be there, but I'm still going to do what I think is right for me. You know, I think people are afraid to take charge and be in charge of themselves, who they are. They take charge of their own life. And because that is a scary thing for them. Again, this has come back to the childhood. And I don't want you to think like all, you know, all our issues coming from childhood, but majority of our issues are actually coming from that place, you know? and, you know, as a ch- as children, there's very little control that we actually have. You know, parents love to take control of their kids. They love to just tell them what to do. And it's usually it comes from a good place. But sometimes it's good from their own. Again, parents usually thinking about their own selves. What it would be good for me, so I won't have to worry. You know, like, there's very little room for the child be child, and you know, I don't want to sound like I really against parents. I'm a parent myself. I have two kids. My son is 14, and my do- my daughter she's 10. And did I make mistakes? Oh my god! Of course I did so many mistakes. But at the same time, you know, sometimes I need to back up. You know, like let's say I would let them. I will want them to do something. Like do this, do that. You know, clean your room. And I'm like. This is just to this is just for me it's it's about me like you yeah. know what step back, you do you, and you know as long as you say you know it's just it's it's very difficult it's actually very difficult to raise a child you know and then about we...
0: parents as well Stevie, is like those parents at one time were also kids who had parents, so your grandparents were also kids who had parents, so it's it's not um like no, like I don't think anyone will think that you're. Coming down hard on parents. You're just, you're just, yeah, Sylvia, the parent hater, live on the Clockwork Junkie podcast. No, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just like, um, like there's, there's sometimes I see people, um, or talk to people that are terrified of life, um, terrified to do anything, terrified to, um, and do you know what's sad? Sometimes is that they don't even know it. They don't even know they're terrified. They go around with, um, how can I describe? Like, like hunched over demeanor they're just you know and it's it's it can be confused with being sad but it's just they're afraid to do anything they're afraid to put themselves out there they're afraid to it's um and you see it all the time i could be walking to the shops and i could go like i because i had depression and i got really in deep into myself i can spot other people when they're in trouble i can see it because i i had to do it I, i i'll give you an example there was um In, at Lowentown, we have two shopping centers. One of them is a bit older. It's the Golden Island shopping center. And it's usually busy and packed. And one time I needed, when I was in depression, maybe after a year four or five, it was really bad. I I went and spoke to someone. I was on tablets, blah, 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 blah. I was trying to get better. I wanted to get better, but I wasn't at the point where it was do or die that I had to get better or I might've killed myself. So I said, so this was just before that. But one time I had to go over and buy something in the shop and I was afraid I said oh I don't want to see anybody because like I can't even see myself now I have to part like I'm not me at all whatsoever and I said I'm not going to go and straight away I said fuck this got dressed straight away I got in the car and went over I was terrified absolutely terrified but I just thought that if I let this get a hold of me as well I'd probably never leave the house I said that's impossible you have to leave the house my god you know well you don't have to Sometimes I'd be happier if I never had to leave the house, but sometimes you have to leave the house to buy stuff or maybe interact with people or pay a bill or whatever. So I just said, that's it. I'm going no matter what. And I remember walking in the door and I was thinking, please don't let me see anybody I know. Please don't let me see anybody I know. Not because they'd know anything. I could talk perfectly fine like I'm talking now, but inside I was a mess. And I remember when I got back, I was sitting down thinking like, for me to get better here, I'm going going to have to do a deep dive. Into like like I'm going to have to go right into the pit of my soul and see what's wrong. Um, but that was fair, and it was very real to me. But it wasn't real either because I created it. Like I mean, if you were standing beside me, you wouldn't have felt fair walking in. Just me. Why? Well, I, there's nothing to be. What's the worst that can? Ha- I I always ask, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and the answer is rarely anything bad. You know, but look, obviously. That's interesting that you said, by the way, that the loud noises or um, stuff like that. Yeah, that's probably for evolution, maybe. You know, whereas like if you hear a, a, a lion growl, run! Don't go into the bushes and see because you'd be dead. Run! <laughs> just run as fast yeah. as you can. Run, throwing children behind you. <laughs> just I can't I survive? Look after me first. Um, just on the last thing unfair is that um, you know, if somebody um, as a child growing up was. You know you're taught to walk and tie your shoelaces and you're probably taught fairly because you're not born afraid like you said you're it's it's not always as childhood but you learn it. so let's say you are afraid in life now and you are 40 years of age is is it still possible to get over that to combat that to live an unfairful normal life in your experience it's a,
1: it's a very deep question Thank um you. the The simple question is yes, you can, you can. And you know it because you came out of depression, you know the journey is long, it can be up and down, but the minute you decide, I want to feel alive, you will, you know? Um, All right. (laughs) there's so many people who don't have depression or don't have anxiety as such, and yet they don't feel alive. They, they live, but yet it's like the life pushes them rather than them go through and, you know, feel alive. And there's many aspects that person who, feels, as you said, is party and doesn't feel alive doesn't feel happy the first step is as you said dive in deep inside you and ask and be honest that that's all what you can do really be authentic and be honest why just ask yourself why am i not feeling alive what is really stopping me you know and the great you know exercise could be journal like 10 sentences to answer at the top why and the list of the things you will be surprised what will come out then three set three, 10 three answers will be out of your logic out of your ego and then more you dive in they will the higher self will come out the soul the answer the real answer you know um also With the not feeling alive, it's very close to that there's the feeling, or not the feeling, but it's the perception of the self. How you perceive yourself is how that is reflecting back on your life, back on who you are, what you believe about yourself. You know, let's say there will be old blockages from your child that you never resolved, you just keep running away. Yes. You will waste loads of energy to suppress that memory, to suppress that trauma, to suppress all those emotions that you don't want to feel at all. And yet you're missing a life. Life, the, the clock won't stop. It will go. So you either stop yourself for a second and like, wait a minute. I'm in church. Like from now on, I'm taking full control over my life. It's going to be easy? Hell no. Like, is it going to be nice, small road? No, but you already have overcome what you are. You already survived that trauma. You already did, you know, it's nothing new. You just dive in and you allow. It's like you're setting yourself free step by step, but the journey is not easy and don't expect it to be easy because it wasn't easy back then. And for 40 years, you were living suppressing the emotions that you are afraid of. If you want to be sad, be sad. Like, you know, being sad for a week and want to cry, it doesn't mean you're depressed. Emotions is energy, so it will flow through you. It will, you know, at the very beginning, yes, it will be very intensive, but it has to be. You have suppressed all those emotions for, I don't know, maybe 20 years, maybe 30 years. You have suppressed it. So now it's going, It's but it's not going to be new as such, you know?
0: Um, it's supposed to be stuff that ever... you've been dealing with already. So it's not that you're a perfectly well-balanced round person. Now you're going to do a deep dive onto yourself. And now you're finding out all these things you're afraid of. You already know what you're afraid of. You already know that you're not living a life. Um, you already know that you're not, like I call it being happy, you know, or being happy and content. Like it's, for me, like, I, I had depression for 10 years. It, well, it took me three years to get better. So I was, as if anyone doesn't know, I was sitting down in my apartment one time. I had a good job. I had a good car and a lovely apartment down by the River Shannon. And I was depressed out of my fucking head. It was unbelievable. And one time I was sitting there and I said, this is how people kill themselves. I said, this is how they do it. I felt it in my heart and soul. I said, this is it. Now, luckily, as I mentioned on the podcast before, I said straight away, I'm not going to do that. I said, if I live to be 100 and I'm in pain every day, I I'll see it out, you know, I will just exactly. see it out and see.
1: Exactly. And this is now the question for yourself. What in you made you not want to kill yourself? You know, being so depressed for such a long time. What mm. in you?
0: I can answer that, but I can also not answer it. I can give you the answer and maybe you can tell me what it means because I actually don't know. I, I've spoke about this a couple of times on the podcast. Um, so I decided that I wasn't going to do it. And I said that if I don't get better and I live to be 100, I deal with it every day and that's it. But if I can get 000.1% better every day, that'll be fine. I said, I want to be happy and that's it. And I'm not going to do anything that isn't that. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't give a fuck about anything in the world. I'm number one, I'm in quicksand. I need to get out. I come first. And to this day, three years later, I still think all those things. There was a little thing when I was trying to get better from depression, when I close my eyes and say, okay, take over me. I can't get, but let's see how tough you are. Do what you're going to do. What's the worst that can happen? What we just talked about the fear. What's the worst that can happen? And it destroyed me. Like, listen, so it absolutely destroyed me. But there was this little thing. I don't believe in God, but I will call it a soul a little spark inside of me and it said at all times you'll be fine this is just this is like um you'll be fine this is okay you you thought that you didn't worry and you were happy before and you were and it was like you don't know what you're going to be like after this you genuinely won't be worried about what other people think you won't be and i'm not it was just it's, just, it's a little spark and it just it, it, it's not in my heart it's not in my head. I know that for sure and I'm not making a mistake on that. It's a little spark. I call it down by my belly button, you know that. And I just
1: oh my God. Exactly. It just thought
0: I don't care what's happening. You're fine. And I was in trouble for months afterwards. Well, trouble if I was like I felt fine. I I knew I was going to be okay. And I just, um, I just start getting better and better, bit by bit by bit. But I, I, don't know what that spark is. I've had it since I was a child. I don't know what it is. Um, I have no That's idea. It. But I, even now, like I'm better for three years now. That doesn't mean that I wake up every morning delighted and I bounce out of bed and let's take on life. I work on the depression every day. I just have okay you know get yourself right to it because it's not gone it's there it's, it's like a probably cancer but it's just I'm stronger than it like by a mile like it's like a little pea and I am the sun you know but it's still there so I, I kind I of work on it every day but either. it's that it's the little spark that I don't know what it is um I, I think everybody has it
1: everyone this I don't know what it is <laughs> and it's interesting how you say the sac- it's in the sacral area because that's where the power—that's where the power of life, of, you know, the the energy of life is. It's our actually in our sacral. So I didn't know that. That yeah, that that small ray of hope—that mm. is the power of life. Like it's in you. It's in every single one of us. We all have it no matter what that place is going to be that will be always stronger and that will not want you know that will not want you ever to give up on yourself mm-hmm. and that is enough a little tiny bit of hope for yourself
0: it's like you, it's enough to you then know if you have one ton of feathers, like birds' feathers, one ton of feathers, or maybe one ton of gold. The ton of gold is so much smaller. The feathers are huge. But both of them are a ton. So that's what I felt like. Like the depression was uncontrollable. I couldn't. Uh, I I went and spoke to uh, people about it. Like it didn't help. Nothing helped at all whatsoever. I was on tablets. I felt numb. I was like, really, I was the picture boy for someone who wouldn't get better. Like you know, um, but I, I, I never for one second thought that I wouldn't get better. Never. And like, if you had said to me, okay, Mark, today is the day you said you're going to get better. How are you going to do it? I would have said, I do not know. I have no information for you. I just know. I just know I'm I'm going to get better, and that was it. But it's a little spark. Well, just talk a bit more about that power of life thing. I, I that's the first time I've come across that. We're changing we all... subject now straight away, but go on. It's a podcast. Let's I, guess, go.
1: I, could, I could see you in your eyes. I was like, it's back. Like what? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> My eyes start lighting up. What did she just say?
1: <laughs> you see, um as you say and I I would be I'll be exactly the same. Like I'm not I would never consider myself as a very person. That's not me at all. But I do believe in the power of energy and I do believe um, in the principles of life and, you know, the spiritual part of ourselves, I believe it's in us, you know, if we like it or not, there's, this is why I see every single person as a very powerful human being. But sometimes we don't realize that. And I will actually, if you don't mind, I will get your example as. You know i will get you as my example yeah. being so much down and in the dark and you know feeling that it's it's not nice it's just it's it's very hard to describe as well how exactly this to be depressed for the 10 years and yet there's something tiny in you that is keep whispering you will be fine it will be okay it means that like there's something, doesn't have to be big. It will be big if you're going to feed into it. It depends what you're going to focus on, what it's, you always have to, it's always the balance. It's always you being in charge, of what you want to feed into. And as I say, like, you know, um, having you as example, being depressed, it's more in the head. And that's what you felt, it was in the body. When you can get to when you can get your mind and your body, your feelings work together and connect it, it will you will be unstoppable. There's no way something because there's no higher power than actually that. There's no, you know, if you look at the planet, if you look at the world there's no um higher power than power of life like there's so there's so much creative energy in that there's there's nothing more than that mm-hmm. and it never ends so if you can create if you can connect those two together you become unstoppable you become very much powerful human being within yourself and then you can spread it out and you did that there was something in when you felt it and that that's the connection mm-hmm. the minute you allow yourself to listen to that higher self but yet a whisper a tiny hope and then you're going to feed into it you know feed into it and connect it
0: yeah it's like when i finish like uh, i'm going to go on to the next question now there's too much me talking here but um it's just you're saying so much interesting stuff is that um what i found when i'm finished now and i'm out of it and i'm fine again and all that is that like like um and like, I mean this from, from the bottom of the essence of my, of my soul. Like I don't give a fuck when anyone thinks of me, honestly. It's not that I'm, and I, I said, this, I, I'm not tough or I'm not like, I don't care. I don't even put that much energy into it. I honestly, well, this person doesn't like you. Oh, okay, fine. It just it means nothing. It means absolutely, it means absolutely nothing to me. I, I get some, uh, Obviously, look, thanks to everyone, the podcast is doing well. But I get emails telling me I'm every, the worst in the world and you're, you stutter all the time. I had a stutter in school. Uh, I couldn't even talk until the age of 12 or 13. I'd be, I was like a machine gun. But sometimes I still do it on the podcast now, but I leave it in purposely. So if anyone else who has a stutter sees that I had one and now I'm talking and leaving it in and I don't give a shit, that they might feel okay. But like... And I'm carrying weight as well. And that gets mentioned all the time. Sometimes I have opinions on stuff from people. And it's a podcast. I have to give my opinions. Um, but I get, not hate mail, but I get, like, I honestly do not care. I It's not that I'm saying I don't care. But when I'm not talking to you or these people aren't listening, when I sit down on my own, I really care. I don't really care. I'm making coffee. It's fantastic. I'm going for a walk. I do not give a shit. Now, before depression, I would have also said that to you. And I would have meant it. But... I didn't know that this meaning existed. Like, I, into the essence of my bones, I don't care. So, it's very hard to um, hurt me because it's, it's not that I'm unhurtable. Of course, I am. There's people that I love that I wouldn't like anything to happen, or there's this, that. Of, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm only human, but like, I just really, really don't worry about anything that's not worth worrying about. And the worst case scenario, 99 times out of 100 is not as good or bad as as the place you are now it's the same it's all in your mind that you're you're worried about stuff now I just I cross that bridge when I come to it I I don't know what I'm going to say I I had guests on before who like you're a psychotherapist I should be on here with loads of questions trying to be so cool and ask a new question I don't I have scribbles on a fucking pad like you know what I mean and I, 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 I I said to you off air, we cross the bridge when we come to it on questions and stuff like that, you know, and that's just the way I am. But look, next thing is the same as the first. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, you can make a one time donation to PayPal. I have to get that in paypal.me forward slash Junkie. I forgot the name of my podcast there. The link is in the description. Just go down a one time donation. It really helps me out. Um, self-respect or self-love. It's kind of it's what we're talking about. It's the same kind of thing. Um okay why why do so many people and this is now might sound like a hard question but i it's i i mean it when i say it never mind other people hating you why do so many people hate themselves what's going on do you think
1: protection to protect themselves The simple again just to keep it simple People hate themselves out of lack of acceptance of who they are, lack of, you know, but they think subconsciously that if they will judge themselves first, if they will criticize themselves first, if they will say like a joke out loud that is really nasty, you know, about themselves, they think that also now if they in the Room of people if even someone said it out loud it wouldn't be as hurtful as they would do it themselves because they had to say it some that's it like, okay well, if else i put myself
0: move? down or if i say something bad about myself now somebody else doesn't have to say it because i've said it first
1: exactly it's protection it's that's you Jesus, we deep. do it yeah we do it to protect ourselves and We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to, you know, we are vulnerable human beings. At the same time, as I said before, we can be and we are very powerful, but at the same time, equally, we are very um maybe not fragile is the right not the right word, but we are very vulnerable as well. We have emotions, we live, and you know ego. Once will always want to protect us, we will, will always want to keep us safe and good about ourselves, even. If it's not actually healthy, if you inside you in your heart, um, if you're empty, there's no love, there's no, as you say, self-respect. If there is no kindness and compassion whatsoever from you to you. Your ego needs to fill this up somehow. So. That is good. That is how it's going to be. It's true. the protection. If I'm going to throw a joke, no one is going to throw it at me back because I already said it. So I, ho- I prefer to hurt myself. I know it. It's safe. I know what to expect from me. There will be no surprises. You know, th- there will be no shock because it comes from me. So I do it in a very self-destructive way so other people want to throw it back at me they they want um because if someone else could do it it would be it could be too much more it it would be like too big too big of a shock so keep
0: it so interesting that's so that's it's very deep like it's so interesting and like it's it nearly hurts my soul to hear you saying that because i know that it's true like it's like um you know there's like one guy and there's two other guys and they're making jokes about him and he says well look there's nothing that uh, you can say that I haven't said about myself and worse, you know, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's uh, like, I mean, you know, it, it's the old saying, um don't take criticism of somebody you wouldn't go to for advice. um But you have to be in a good place in your mind to believe that you have to be um like, I don't know what I do. If I like, I, I don't know how people survive who are like that. I don't know. Like it's not, it's not, I'm not saying a bad thing. I'm saying that, I, I feel empathy for them. Like it's just, it's, um, it must be such a hard way to live to be. Like I know They're people say bad things about me. I don't give a shit. But like if, if I did care. Like I'm at this two years. I could give you a list the length of a book. of things. like I'd be in bad shape. I feel so sorry for those people. You see. I feel like I would love to challenge you right now. Yeah perfect.
1: Best
0: <laughs> the idea of it. Go. If you don't mind. I, you I encourage it
1: to stay open minded, and peace no of
0: course <laughs> when, you
1: said, <laughs> when you said I don't care I don't care what other people think I don't care one part I, one part of me absolutely believe it I, mm. yeah I get where you're coming from it's a shield but then on the other hand you're still a human mm. still i are
0: supposed have... to say I don't care C A R A care is probably the wrong word. I don't mind. Maybe I'm okay with it. Is that maybe is a better way of describing it? it. Like I don't go around thinking I don't care. I don't care.
1: You know, like that's because that's not nice. You know, receiving all those comments and and I sometimes I will have them too. You know, when they will be like commenting and not very nice comments. Of course. And yet. It hurts like I feel it. It's like oh, I didn't really want you know. Like it's like I I, I receive it, but to the point where okay, I acknowledge this, but this is yours. Like, I'm, I I I get you. I have somehow triggered you. I, I you know I there's something that definitely was going on, but this is not mine. So I do acknowledge that oh like, mm-hmm. ouch. The you know the, the tiny pinch of the. Know,
0: do not think that
1: not to Then dwell on it. And I don't go about my day, oh my God, this one person, this one comment, <laughs> yeah. this, this, that, you know, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. It hurts me, but I'm giving back to you. Like, it's not mine. This is not how I think about myself. This is not what I do. This is not why I do it. You know, I know my work. I know that, you know, I, I do want to help people, but yet I need to protect myself in it as well yeah so like i wouldn't usually i wouldn't you know reply to those comments or you know but i'll be like you know what i was going to send you a lot of love even though it's even hard for me to actually when i received this nasty text i'm like oh mm-hmm. ouch but then then this is yours this is nothing to do yeah, with unfortunately it unfortunately when
0: you're on social media running a business or doing anything or you have to be vocal and giving your opinion like not everybody's going to like it um and that's like um Yeah, no, I, I, I get that a hundred percent. Um, that, that makes sense. It's just, you know, and, and there, there's no right way or wrong way. Like for me, it it wouldn't hurt me. What I would think is like, there's nobody who's doing well in life. There's nobody who's happy in life. There's nobody who believes in themselves and loves in themselves or has love around them who would send a message like that ever. So that person is obviously hurting all of the time. You said something that triggered them and they're sending you a message
1: yes but we can also learn from from being from the receiver part we can also learn and the best way sometimes is to reflect okay if this person sees me this way what does how can i what is this um how this message can learn teach me something about myself is there maybe an aspect of my life where i am not too kind to myself you know like is there so let's say someone will um i will talk about myself for change (laughs) you know if someone just (laughs) if someone i will comment on my accent or will comment on my english like you know that's probably one of my biggest Sugar as such, you know, I, you know, not complex because again, I am really out there and I'm really speaking to people and that wouldn't stop me. But yet I'm aware that my English isn't that perfect. So if someone would comment that on me, I would have to reflect, okay, where in my life I wasn't kind to myself when it comes to my language, when it comes to my you know how I speak. But like, yeah, like two days ago, I wasn't really kind, you know, I I was judging myself. Like, okay, that's interesting how. This came right through because I allowed this to come. You know, it's like, in one sense mm. subconsciously, I gave permission this to come because I wasn't nice to myself. Like who? You know. And then again, I'm bringing back to the people. I'm I'm creating this. You know, this boundary. Like, I'm, this is not about me, but yet it is. But mm. it's my job to change it, not the other person. Like I don't expect apology, and I don't I don't reply those to those messages. But it's just always come back and ask yourself is that a lesson to me sometimes there is not but very often there Mm. actually is but something you know with those messages there's something that you know you can learn from it
0: and that's that's so interesting because um i thought you were going somewhere else with that and then you've said something that i never thought of before so what i thought you were going to say was in using you as an example for a change, it's all your fault. No, <laughs> like so. What? Um. So the person sends you a bad message, and then you reflect. I thought you were going to say, "I reflect that what did I say that made that triggered this person?" And that no, obviously you put down a message of something that you learned that you know to help people. It triggered somebody else that isn't happy. I thought you were going to discuss that, but you brought it a step further and said, "Have you ever done that to yourself?" Like so. Have you ever? I. That's something now. That's a little, I'm after learning. I've, I've never done that. I just thought, oh, I don't care. Delete. On with the next thing. I'm too busy trying to enjoy myself. I, I don't have time. Um, I it, it never crossed my mind to learn from it. Um, I just, you know, it's a, and, and, and you, you've actually taught me something else. I am think I'm going to stop saying that I don't care what other people think. It's not that I don't care. It's that don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Like it doesn't, like people have taught me that this podcast is the worst podcast in the world, I don't believe them. But people have taught me it's the best podcast in the world. I also don't believe them, you know. It's just (laughs) somebody's opinion, and everybody has one, and it's fine. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Don't watch it. I'm not stopping. I'm doing it because I want to do it, and that's it. So you can keep watching.
1: You need to like it. You need to love
0: it. I don't care. No, I don't mind. That's the (laughs) new phrase. I don't mind jesus christ uh, listen uh, thanks for everyone who has subscribed to the channel Um, amazing stuff if you haven't subscribed please do so today it's free it doesn't cost anything to subscribe um you're watching the videos anyways and you like i i won't bore the shit out of you but it does wonders for the channel if you subscribe it gets my videos out to more people more people can see sylvia more people can see me everything goes well and you're watching it anyway so please do that and if you like leave a comment um don't insult us now after what we're talking about come on but uh the next thing i want to talk about is something like i like to think that i know a little bit about everything um but i know nothing about this um, it's not that i haven't read about it anxiety it's not that i haven't read about it it's not that i haven't seen lectures about it because i love listening to lectures and stuff and i always learn but with depression you can read every book you want when you have it it's different it's completely different and i know this because i had it and read nearly every book anxiety i don't understand what it is um i know it's real it's very real i know that i don't know what it is and i know that it can cripple somebody's life as in they can't do anything they're anxious all of the time like i can't imagine being anxious for hours and hours and hours on end every day 7 days a week like and of course nearly 99.99 times out of 100 nothing happens but i've learned that's irrelevant if nothing happens, that's that's your your anxiety won't go away when you see down through the years that nothing's happening. It's a different thing altogether. So I have three questions. I actually wrote out questions. I'm so professional. I'm so proud of myself. Um, and you can answer them. Take as long as you want or as short as you want. The three questions are: What uh, is like what is anxiety in your opinion, uh, or well not in your opinion. You obviously know what it is. Uh, why does it ruin so many people's lives? and how can you combat it now i know the answer could take five days but just in your own words um talk to me about it and yeah educate me suppose, um, what i'm asking. so
1: um anxiety is when someone is anxious they never live in the now they're always in the hurt. they're always trying to um, they always worry about things as i say you know in the majority of the time it never never happens but the thing is. The mind, it's like they're losing control of their mind. The mind goes 100 miles an hour and they feel like they can't stop it. Um, it's like imagine the train, okay? One is like full speed, try to stop it now. It, it will take time to, you know, I, I don't know how to, how to stop the train. I presume I can pull the hand or something. Easy, no? <laughs> <laughs> <Don't get it. laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Like when you you have a full speed train going on and you try to stop it, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. But when the train is only taking over, and I'm talking about this is you know the metaphor of your mind, when you only start taking over, stop it then. It's so much easier, and it won't you know it won't have like a full day effect of you know you overthinking things. Anxiety will never. It's like we say, that, you know, for those people who don't feel alive, that's it. People with anxiety, they don't really feel that they're alive. They're running. They're constantly running away from things. They're constantly uh, trying to predict things. That's another thing, you know. Oh, if you know, and there's there's lots of different like, roots. There is anxiety, but anxiety goes like this. There's so many different directions that anxiety, you know, you know, OCD, um, panic attacks, um, anxiety attacks. You know, all those things are based on anxiety. Like you constantly on the go, running away from yourself, from your thoughts, and that is only when you know, as we said earlier on, that the mind is not connected to the mo- to the body, to the feelings. It's, it's very much like mind goes this way and. Emotions, the body goes that way, like, yeah, bye, see you later. Never seen you again. <laughs> you know, and they're doing <laughs> their own things. So, and then yourself is like being stuck in this middle of this mind that is running and racing and keeps chasing things and predicting. And then your feelings like fear, like, oh my God, what if this will happen? What if that happens, And imagine being stuck in between that.
0: And this is like in the morning before you even leave to go to work, before you bring the children to school, before you do anything. But like, yeah. like, like, you know, when we were evolving, you needed to be anxious that if you heard a, a a twig breaking, or if you were out in the open, that you might be eaten by a lion or a tiger or some other. So now the anxiety is like, we're living in the safest time ever. It doesn't mean that people don't die, of course they do. It doesn't mean there's not murders, of course there are, but there, there's never been as little of anything ever in the world. But for someone who has, and for, for someone who suffers with anxiety what I just said there means nothing because it's irrelevant you can you you could show someone with anxiety a statistic proven that everything they think is going to happen won't but I've learned that that doesn't matter and indeed it's the wrong thing to do because it's irrelevant to them it's nobody with anxiety wants to have anxiety but I've seen I haven't I've never seen anybody okay I've never seen anybody who I know who suffers from anxiety getting over it, yet, ever. I see a lot of them not trying to get over it just because they're so busy going through it all the time. Like I had depression for seven years before I really tried to get better because it was I just didn't have the standing to fight back. So I they're probably doing that, you know? But like, is anxiety from when you're young, is anxiety stuff that happens as well? Like, is it that, um, like even people on their phone, Oh, there's a girl's group on WhatsApp. We're all in it, for example. This girl is texting that girl, and they're going to be tick with that. So they're going to fight with each other. Now, I'm anxious. Where someone stupid like me would say, well, why are you anxious? You're not fighting with anybody. It's nothing to do with you. Just turn it off and go about your day. They will not do it. Like, if I wasn't able to do stuff like that, I don't know what i do. Like, I don't. Yes, I'm strong for getting over depression. If I had bad anxiety, I don't know that I'd ever get over that. I honestly don't because it seems impossible like you know my my, my calmness is that I can calm my mind all of the time I can't imagine it now don't get me wrong it moves a thousand miles a second as well but it's a controlled mess you know <laughs> like I, I can't imagine all those things you said before you even leave to go to work in the morning I just can't picture it. I can't picture the con and like you're 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 probably gonna to drink too much if you're doing stuff like that, just to get over your own head for the time. You might do drugs, you'd be oh, Jesus, like I, I, I feel so sorry for people, you know.
1: Come back, come back. Like not every person who has anxiety don't have don't do drugs or do yeah.
0: well maybe you yeah, should Calm them down not. when are talking.
1: <laughs> not everyone who has anxiety, you know, goes yeah. to that um escapism, but you know, it can. You know, it's really much. It's, it's you know, it's about, as I said, the control and how to stop the mind. Then the easiest way, and sometimes it's like, oh my god, that's it's too easy. Like we we love to complicate things. We we love and we love things that it's huge problem and now oh my god, now we need to solve it. And when I'm giving you like a simple task, nah, that's too simple. That's that's not going to work. It's grounding yourself. It's like taking, so let's say when your mind is racing and it's during the night that, you know, just before you go to bed, that's when I notice. that usually is a huge struggle because during the day you have loads of tasks to do. You keep running away. You keep, you know, being on the go and you don't really have the time to think. But when you slow down, then your mind is, it goes. Even though your body is slowing down, your body, your mind is still going. So, like, you know, when you know what work, like, oh my God, I need to do this and I need to have, have this phone call and email this person and do this. And, you know, you're still constantly kind of feeding into this. But when you're slowing down, that's when the issue is because you want to fall asleep and your mind is like, like that, this chain, it just goes, you know? Um, so, the, how, to, if you the best thing, the best, maybe not the best, but you know, the most advantage is that one you you know our brain can only think about one thing at the time. So when you give your brain a task to think about something, it's not possible to keep racing because you bring it back to what is going on. So let's say if you're in the room, you know, and you try to fall asleep and your mind if you're you know trying to predict things and again that like you're Way ahead of five years, what's going to happen tomorrow or five years time? Bring it back to the now. So okay, I'm in the bed. You know, I feel I can see bed. I can see, a not know, picture. I can see a cushion. I can see rock. You know, you, it's like you telling your mind what to concentrate on. Like it's like you, and then it's okay. How would that feel? That if I would touch the cushion, how would that feel? Is it soft? Is it cold? Is it warm? You know, again, it's, it feels like it's nothing, but yet you really are coming back to the mind. No, no, I'm in charge. you coming back here. This is what you're going to think about. And this is at the very beginning. For the beginners, it's very hard. It's very hard to actually, you know, bring the mind back to the now. Another thing is meditation, you know, to try. And it's not usually people think that meditation is to, you know, to relax themselves. It's not. It's really not. Meditation is about bringing yourself back to the present. Be aware of yourself. Be aware of the now. That you don't. That you don't need to be out there. You just need to be here. And even if you're anxious here, it's better to be anxious here than be anxious and be somewhere else. You know, because that's that's too yeah. much.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Another thing, you know, go barefoot on the grass, in the sand, if you're lucky. Go to the beach. Take out your shoes walk you know it will ground you it's about
0: here and now it's one of the things that I found that helped me when I had depression was um anytime I could I spent a lot of time in wooded areas I just felt very calm there you know and and 99 times out of 100 I was on my own you know and uh I was asked the question before like well you're not lonely when you're in there on your own I said no I was lonely before I got there and then I was fine when I just felt yeah. Going back to that word, energy. I felt energized when I was in there. When I was just walking around in the woods and around nature, I just felt like, um, you know, it. It, it kind of feels like if you stand now. Like this obviously isn't true, and I didn't do this, but it just feels like if you stand and just went like that, you could take the power off the trees and the light coming in and the sun, and you just like I, I, I've never went to the forest and left and thought it was a bad idea. Never one mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, it's something that yeah. I just really worry about people with anxiety i I really worry about it because it's like it's, I mean, another um, thing
1: about anxiety is is that people who are anxious they don't trust themselves they don't but, trust they, you know people who are anxious they don't trust themselves I trust so it yeah, yeah. Like, it's like um. They don't show that they can manage things when they come. So it's better. So they, they think they can, if they would think about those things, they would try to predict and it's like they try to prepare themselves for the worst case scenario. So again, they want disappointment. But why do we normalize disappointment and bad things to be to go, you know, bad things to happen to us? As why do we normalize that? Why can we not think, you know what? I want to have a good life. I want to be happy. I want to be at peace of mind. And I will concentrate on those things. Life always will happen. That's normal. It will challenge us. But I thought, why would I worry about that now? If today is a good day, it's not raining, I can go for a walk. I can enjoy my dinner. I can enjoy my coffee. I can just be, maybe, you know, maybe call, watch your a podcast and just oh. enjoy that you know but you know what it sounds like um away from me
0: yes 100 it sounds like maybe I'm wrong now I'm sure you'll tell me if I am but like some of my anxiety is trying to predict you know what's going to happen worrying about stuff in the future that's that hasn't happened yet probably so let's just say for example I'll, I'll use a stupid example it's a work okay there's going to be problems in work today we have a big Audit coming in, and I have to talk to people, and you're nervous. So you're trying to predict every possible every scenario that could happen. You're trying to predict it. So as when you get to work, when the day happens, you're prepared for everything, and you get no surprises whatsoever at all. And you don't have to show the emotion of being shocked or the emotion of perhaps not knowing something or all of this kind of stuff. It sounds very like when we talk about self respect that you say something bad about yourself first, as nobody else can. It's like it's all kind of tied together. Like it's like um. If I keep myself under pressure and unhappy and worried all of the time then I I, I won't have to be worried all of the time. It doesn't make sense logically but I know that's irrelevant because anxiety has nothing got to do with logic at all, it's got to do with how you feel, isn't it?
1: Yes but also yes and no because yes the emotions um are there you know to feel anxious and so, but also the thoughts are feeding that. You know mm. the, the, the thoughts of what if you know I have to do this and I better have it like we are putting loads of pressure on ourselves to to be perfect, to say the right things, to present to self, not to make mistakes. Not to, you know, and all of that pressure, it has to manifest somehow in our life. And it comes out from our emotions, you know, with our emotions, we'll feel so anxious that like we then losing the, again, like the Hyatt the is putting so much pressure on ourselves, then the, we feel that something that we don't want to feel. With, you know, with the anxiety and, you know, being hard on ourselves constantly. And, we're losing the connection of who we are then. If, if we're losing the trust. Like, you know what? Even though, if the audit will come, if I will make a mistake, it can surely be explained and like fixed. And but that's not, you know, that's not really an issue. The issue is how do you treat yourself in that situation? Like are you like are you willing to be kind to yourself? And if like, you know what? If I make a mistake, I will make a mistake. So what? My life will not collapse. I will still have my own life. I will still be me. I will yeah. still, yeah. you know. But yet, we're so afraid to make mistakes because, the, you know, come back to like social media and the pressure from every single angle. Like As you said, if you lose just the example of the work, you know, the corporation, like, no mistakes. This needs to be perfect. Audit comes in. It needs to be just, you know, everything right. We need to present ourselves to the best, yes of course but that's not humanity like we all make mistakes this is how we learn if we if if you would look at humankind for thousands and thousands of years if there was no mistakes ever made we would be still living in cages One hundred <laughs> there would be no electricity there would be nothing there would be no involvement there would be no because we would be just afraid of making mistakes but even back then people were like you know what let's try something new, let's just, because we are creative, like we are, like this creative energy of life is in us, yeah. so if you're going to like not listen to it, if like you're going that. to pressure, you're stopping that energy, Like you're stopping really yourself from feeling alive, you're stopping yourself from enjoying who you are, you know, and really reaching your own potential.
0: You've 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 killed yourself years before you actually die, you're just, surviving like a drone like a sim like a you're you know like a a zombie going around not really enjoying life it's just so hard you know but like yeah social media is a disgrace um like i feel so sorry for like you be on tic- i i started I, I think i'm gonna go off it again but i started a tiktok account for this and i put up clips of people talking that if anyone doesn't want to see a girl dancing in a bikini, might like to listen to something good and they might listen to mine. And they do. I think there's 20, 30,000 views. But like if I put on a bra and went like that, I'd get a, a million views in a second, you know. But um, I do feel sorry for them. Like, you know, this song playing like doom, doom, do, 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 and they'll turn around and jump where the bomb goes up and down. What are you doing? Stop doing that. You're making a show of yourself. You want people to like you. Then the next one, then you're holding your, your uh, underwear with your string. What age are you? 17. Stop doing that. Well, I can do what I want. Girl power. No. Yes. No, you don't have to do that. Please stop doing that. Um, Go to college. Become a psychotherapist. Do you know what I mean? Do something good. For example, like don't be, but just before I move on, on failure, I'm at this podcast two years. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a table somewhere with a list of people who made the most mistakes in the first two years. I'd be top. I'd definitely be second or third. I done everything wrong twice. I do it wrong all of the time. I make mistakes. I do this, um, but I never look at it as a failure ever. I never think, oh, I, I failed on that today. I said, no, well, I didn't do it today, but I do it tomorrow and see. Sometimes I, I, it goes wrong the next day. Sometimes it goes wrong the day after that. Eventually I get it. You see, Mark, when all. you were, you know, at the very
1: beginning, we are on the learning curve, like you have to learn those things like and how are you going to learn like, if this was a brand new thing for you how are you going to find out how to do it how to make it good today your podcast is very successful but how did you do it if you did it with your willingness to try out new things to learn otherwise you'll be exactly where you were two years ago if you didn't have that in you okay you know what? I'm going to try to do this. If it's going to work, it's going to work. If it's not, I'm going to try something else. There's no failing in that aspect. There's no, it's yeah. Like there's no way you can fail at something if you're going to try things out. You're only learning. This is a learning curve. If you when do you know when you would fail? What if you is that? like, yeah, that is the okay. failing part. Like you know what? This is too much. I can't. I'm useless. This is not going to work. People won't like it. I did it once and people didn't you know give me a, a click and subscribe it or didn't like it. That's it. I'm done. I'm never going back uh, to it.
0: Today. Jesus, if I had that attitude, I would have stopped 20 months ago. But the, the one of the two quick things, one more like the one of the things about that is um the key for me doing well in this podcast is I decided on day one that I'm gonna be easy on myself that if I don't get everything right, that that's okay. I do it on my own. I have no help. I didn't know how to do audio edit. I have to get guests. I have to, everything is done on my own, everything. And I said, well, this is going to be really hard and I know how to do none of it. So it's going to be a learning thing. So some days you'll get frustrated. Some days you'll be tick. When you are, be easy on yourself. When you say, fuck this podcast and fuck this, this person, be easy on yourself. So it's not that every day is a great day and I'm going around be easy on Some days I want to turn this table over and say, Okay. yeah well an hour or two later i'd say look okay that was a bad day at the office okay <laughs> yesterday was okay i go again tomorrow relax be kind and also
1: so what do you do in that situation so let's say you have a bad day in the and like you know what this is just not working like are you going to keep trying On, like you know what maybe i actually need a break maybe i need some self-care time when i will be looking after you know myself and right. being I will teach myself first how to be kind in the self-care mode and then coming back knowing that even if something goes wrong again, I will be kinder to myself then.
0: Yeah, it's very like that. Like it's um, If things are going wrong, I'll keep working on them. If I don't understand something, I'll keep learning. I, I won't give up at the first hurdle at all. I, I'll go as far as I can. But number one in this world to me is me. And I've learned that the hard way. So when I feel like I'm getting, oh, Jesus, just like, do you know what I mean? Now it takes me a long time to get there. When I think that, I just go, okay, cut. It's over. Turn everything off. Well, you haven't, I don't care. Sorry. I don't mind. That's it. It's not saved. <laughs> no, nobody's going to die. Everything is fine. Tomorrow is another day. Let's go down and make myself a lovely sandwich and maybe watch a quiz on TV. And within 20 minutes, If someone said, "What were you doing upstairs?" or "What were you doing?" I said, "What the fuck was I doing?" I I can just I can go like that. But that's from years and years and years. So the next day, then sometimes the next day when I open it up and start to do stuff, I just do it straight away and there's no problem. And I can't even remember what the problem was the night before. So, uh, I I just I'm very very easy on myself. But I will say this just before I try not to keep it too much longer. Is that like, if somebody told told you or me, okay, you want to do this thing. But well, you will get 99 no's before you get one yes. Let's say you knew this before you started. How quick would you go through the 99 no's? He, no, okay, no, okay, okay. And eventually you'd get it. But people don't understand that. They're on no 17 or they're turned down 18 times. Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm just going to try. Why are you not good at this? Or well, because he said I wasn't that good. And she said, it doesn't matter what they think. They have their own opinions. They still use the bathroom. They got in a fight. Maybe they're suffering from anxiety. Maybe she has depression. If you want to do it, you can do it. It's irrelevant of what other people think. Just keep pushing along nicely and just keep doing it and be kind to yourself. But put in the work and just keep going. Don't worry what anyone says to you. Don't worry when people put you down. And don't think you're fantastic when they tell you you're fantastic. You're not shit and you're not fantastic. You're okay. Some days you have good days. Some days you have bad days. You're good enough. You're good enough hundred percent. Uh I'm not sure how long this podcast is on. I'm not going to get to all these questions now. Um
1: but one thing I just
0: wanted your opinion on. Um so I said this on a podcast. I do a little podcast called the Fiddler's Fact Podcast. It's an audio podcast and it's on Spotify. I think there's, I don't know, 10, 11 episodes. It's just me talking. Um and it's so new that nobody really knows about it yet, you know. So like it's only on Spotify. I, I, I think there's um, 200, 250 people listening. Like it's so small, it's unbelievable. But like, I mentioned on it there something, and maybe two weeks later, Pierce Morgan, the famous guy, mentioned it as well. Now mine was out before he mentioned it, so no, I wasn't copying him. But I said it, for, and what I said was this: uh, people need to chill the fuck out over mental health. Um, I had the. Okay, I, I use me as an example because you like to use me as an example. So I use me first before you do as a defense mechanism, Anna. So <laughs> I had depression and I, know, I knew I had depression. So now when I have bad days, my mental health is not great. It's not depression. There's mental illness. This is my opinion from my experience. And there's mental health. Everybody on the planet has mental health. Like everyone, has physical health. Some days your mental health is good. You're happy. Some days you might have a week or two of maybe you broke up in a relationship. Maybe a parent died. Maybe you're just feeling down. That is fine. It's called life. You you haven't got a mental illness. A mental illness is something where it's like being struck by lightning. You need to go and talk to a professional. Sometimes you need to get tablets and you need to work on it daily. They're not the same thing. What seems to be happening now is someone will go into a a doctor. or they'll talk to somebody and say, I don't feel great, I feel this way. The next week, then, they're on the tablets that I was on, having depression for 10 years. You don't need to go on them. It's not the same thing. Just because things aren't going your way doesn't mean you have a mental illness. If you have a mental illness, nobody has to tell you. You know you have it. God couldn't tell you you don't have it. You know it's, it's non-negotiable, and it's undeba- it's, you cannot debate it. You know you have it. So I would please, I am going to ask you your opinion in a minute, what you think. But please, I'm, I'm not saying anyone to do or don't do anything. But what, I, what I'd like to say is just have a little think. If things are going shit for you for six months, have a think before you go down the road of a mental illness and you're on tablets. and Because my tablets, what they've done, well, what they, they all do nearly. But my ones, they took away all my emotions. I was dead inside. I didn't care about even my football team winning. So when I tried to get better and I start feeling better, I couldn't get any feelings back. And it took me ages to get off them. I'm only off the tablets about eight months because it took me so long to come down off them because you couldn't go off them straight away because you go like you're, this is yeah. the line, you, look, you know all this already. But um, I'm only off them, maybe 10 months I'm off them. I I, I don't know, what, but I had to go from 20s down to 15s now. It's a fucking nightmare. And then floods of emotion come back in. Yeah. And that, that was hard to deal with as well. But I've done all of that. All I'm saying is, just because things are going shit don't think you have a mental illness and you have to go and get tablets and be taken off work and be have your whole life is over and sit in the corner shaking
1: yeah
0: you might just have had a shit six months uh, what do you think of that is, do you think that's wrong is is, is there something no, to it? What's your um, <laughs> um okay um there's few aspects i would like to
1: mention when it comes to mental health mental illness um right um when we think about um, as you know uh physical health there are like heart disease and brain tumors and stuff like very 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 serious stuff but then we have broken finger and we have anemia there's just a lack of some vitamins in your body or you know like i don't know like um I don't know my bad skin or something. You know, all of this, even though it's so adversity, it's it's so much different, and the healing process is different, and the treatment process is so much different. Yet, it's on the same umbrella of physical health. When we come to mental health, it's exactly the same. There are people who are really suffering with psychosis, different type of, you know, personality disorders, and yet there is, um, you, you know, there, there, there will be like low self-esteem or there will be grief and there will be, you know, um, anger issues. All of this again comes under mental health. But if we all see, I think that... The worst thing that we always try and do is that like we're seeing ourselves, who we are, and other people through the lenses of separateness. This is mental health. This is physical health. Okay. But you know, you say it many times you, you're not, um, you're not believing in God. Like, and I say it, I'm not a religious person. But where is that then? Like, what aspect comes, you know, like, stop separating yourself from, oh, I'm this and this is this and you're one your one and your responsibility is to look after your physical health your mental health your spirituality you need to look after your head which is your mind your your thoughts positive thinking but also you have to look after your diet let's say like you can't be on pizza seven days three times a day because that will go have a huge effect on your Physical. So everything that you do, and everything you're telling yourself, everything of your thoughts, and everything coins, But it's all one. It's all you. So rather than keep dividing yourself, oh, I'm having my physical health, but my mental health is bad. Or like I don't have mental health. That's that's another thing I actually heard the other day. I I have physical health, but I don't have mental health. What?
0: I got oh, that. Like, yeah, no, mental I'm health like, is how healthy are you mentally? So everyone has it. But I just fear sometimes. And it's very hard to bring this subject up because people will be saying, well, I have mental health problems. And is he telling me that mine aren't as big as his? No, not at all. Not in the slightest. I agree with everything you said. Everyone should mind themselves. But my point is that don't confuse a shitty six months with a life destroying disease. That's all I'm saying. And I think yes. that
1: you're right because I like people are so saying much...
0: that and it needs to be said and i don't know why they're not saying it on the news and because there's there's money in it there's money in people like there's you know others. there's two million people in ireland are suffering from mental health no they're not everybody in ireland has mental health a small percentage have mental illness but there's people who who aren't mentally ill who are feeling not 100 percent, who are on tablets who shouldn't be and i just just it's a so I, I can do nothing about that when you mention it here, and hope, hopefully, enough people have seen me enough times to know that I'm not talking shit. Again, I gain and love it, and I'm saying it over a place of love, like you know what I mean. But you're right, you know,
1: probably. Um, <laughs> now you're talking to a psychotherapist who is not a fan of antidepressants at all.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not a fan of them, I don't agree with them, I don't believe in the medicine that's supposed to treat and heal person from depression and suicide thoughts and, you know, all of the anxiety. And yet the side effect of that, if you take, you know, like the side effect of that medicine is depression, is suicide thoughts. You know, where is the balance? Like how come you're treating one thing with one, is supposed to make you feel better, and yet it's exactly make you feel worse if you stop it? Like it's not... Um, yeah, and you know, this is not, and I believe I have, I work with people who, you know, who have, who are on antidepressants, but, and I will, you know, I will never judge them. I always accept that This is, you know, I will always support people I work with when it comes to me, you know, Sylvia, you know what? I actually decided, okay, this is your decision. It's nothing to do. you know, I can't tell you whether this is wrong, this is wrong, It's your decision. Let's work with that. My job is to support you with whatever decision you make, not me making judgments on what you decided. But if I will talk now about really my own personal point of view, I'm not a fan of antidepressants because, you know, that's it's like taking, I think, in one sense, antidepressants, yes, um, it takes people out of the edge, but at the same time, then noming them like it's taking the power away from them like if you're if you're your emotions how the hell are you supposed to know that you're alive right? how do you how do you meant to experience the up highs and the very lows and yet find the balance and enjoy everything like it's a life experience like and I think many of us are actually afraid to to experience a sad day. Oh my god like of course it's going to be sad. Sadness is like another emotion, like happiness. It's very important and has its purpose. It helps us heal. It comes, you know, when we feel sad, we're not able to think about anything else. Sadness forces us to be with ourselves. And yet we're so running away from it because we don't want to feel sad. You know, but how, if you keep running away and then let's say something happens and you're sad for a week, what's wrong with that? Why not Nothing. be sad for a Fine. week? You know, like, let's, yeah. if that's what you need, let's do yeah. it. It's, you know it's not going to last forever. Another thing, uh, I know it, it is the mental health, but grief. That's another thing that, you know, we have this belief that we should grieve only for one year. <laughs> it's, it's never going to happen. Like, there's no time limit. There's no such a thing as like, let's say, if your mom or your parent or your partner or your child, you know, something happened and they died. How can you give yourself one, one, one year, like for, probably for the first year? I didn't or, even
0: know. You. I, I didn't know that was That's the first time I've ever heard that's supposed to be one year. I've, I've never even heard of that before.
1: Yeah, like there is this time limit of like if you have one year and after that it should be okay. You know, yeah, like, it's like, that, one year. Ago. My my
0: the- best friend died in a car crash fourteen years ago. And although I don't miss him or think about him every day, when I do when I think of him, I grieve. It's not yeah. a bad thing, it's a sign of respect for the relationship that we had. And I'm happy to grieve and to miss him and go, I, I wonder what he think of me now doing this podcast, or I, I wonder would he laugh at me. That time that I drank too much at a party and slipped and then a few minutes later I'm fine again um, I, I think it's a sign of respect to grieve someone that died and if yes. it was 20 years later. Oh, no. well.
1: But you see we with grief we need to learn to accept that we will be grieving and it's like very often there is a hole that if we feel uncomfortable we try to um, fit this, this hole with something else. No, like let it be like you know that your friend is unreplaceable like no one you will meet other people they'll be your good friends but that but still they will never be him mm. so it's about you growing as a person and being able to hold yourself even though that you know that emptiness is still there but it won't be as painful because you're growing and this stays the same
0: yeah well that makes sense that makes perfect sense we're going just i'm uh very aware that we're taking a lot of time i i don't want to be keeping you we're going to talk about uh, the dream life academy in a minute But just before with the with the tablets um like i had it for a couple of like i had it for a couple of years depression before i knew i had it i didn't know i had it um and then when i realized that i had it i said okay i went and i spoke to a doctor and i got tablets and by the, when I was getting the tablets, I used to have a thing called white knuckling where I'd be so tense that my knuckles would be white. This was sitting on my own watching TV and it was like I had a helmet on, but a visor went down. I was a nightmare. So when they offered me the tablets, if they had said that if I harpooned myself in the neck, that would have went away. I would have harpooned myself in the neck. So I took the tablets and it went away. And although it, it was never 10 out of 10 pain, I was feeling the most I would ever get was five. And even that was unbearable at times. So I was extremely happy to be on them. And that's why I understand people have to go on them at some stage. But after a period of time, I wondered, I feel better. Am I better or is it the tablets? So one time I went off them completely. Uh, Just went cold turkey. I'll go off them. I feel fine. And four months later, I was worse than I ever was. And I said, if I ever get to a point that I want to get off them again, I do it properly. Which I did. I done it exactly as a doctor said. Very good doctor. But uh, like I even said that I want to go off them and he said to me well look don't go off them until the summer I said what do you mean he said because the dark winter nights the early thing he was went into the serotonin and it's like he actually broke it down really really good here's the figures here's this there was a paper that came out a week prior to that and he showed me a lot of information in his office and I said jeez I said okay I'll try but anyways I done exactly what he said and I got off them and I'm fine and uh-huh. uh, it was only when I got off them then you have to go like I remember the first day going this is like eight months ago so I'm better three years so eight months ago I was going right this is my first day off now what am I going to feel what am I going to feel and then I said okay the same thing as I always say be easy on yourself whatever you do feel so I remember sitting down and um, maybe a week off I was watching a YouTube video <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video and it was of a dog running to its owner that hadn't seen them and I was like uh, I went it's the first time I'd done it in 10 years I went wow this is fucking mad you know what is anyone around this is ridiculous at all you know that's what I was like so but that hadn't happened for 10 years just pure solid all, at all times my emotions was gone but I felt I was so I do agree with you please don't go on them if you don't have to because they're a fucking nightmare and they'll try to keep you on them some of them for as long as they can as well because it's money there's no money in somebody getting better we all know that but if you do need them obviously take them but always try to get off them and everything else, you know, look, great conversation. I cannot let you leave um, without talking about the Dream Life Academy, because I've seen your video about it and just for anyone that wants to know, tell us a little bit about it, because it seems really, really interesting.
1: About
0: your Dream Life Academy, yours.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) So I'm creating a different way that people can connect with me. Like, you know, as you know, a psychotherapist, like my time really is limited, you know, to like how much time I can spend with my clients and my patient, you know, and, no, you know, number one, like, not everyone wants to go to therapy. And so it's not necessary for everyone. Um, So this is why I wrote two books. So maybe, you know, someone could prefer to write the book rather than going to therapy. And, um, you know, YouTube channel as well, like I have that. Um, you know, as you said at the very beginning, I also have, you know, um, the Instagram, but you know, sometimes that you know, th- those things are for free and it might, sometimes might not be enough. So sometimes people actually need some direct, um, not intervention, but kind of help, you know, to help them see beyond their own behaviors, their own blockages, you know. So life, um, the Dream Life Academy is, I created this for like, it's a four months, um, Academy, of like course with me so it's like one-to-one zoom calls and also there'll be like every week videos calls and i'll give you loads of materials to kind of work on yourself and on all of this is the purpose of all of that is to help you become you who you really want to. as i said many times in here i do believe people have a huge power in themselves it's just something they don't know it or they forgot it they forgot about their dreams you know dreams in my own life, dreams were very huge, it played a huge aspect in my life. You know, it helped me overcome my own childhood trauma, my own relationship trauma. Like, there's loads of things where I, my dreams were like, psh, my escapism, you know. You know, thinking like, shit was happening all around me. And I was like, you know, I'm wrong. And you know, I was starting to dream. And you know, and because of that, I am who I am today. And, it didn't stop me from, you know, chasing my dreams from, you know, have a good relationship with, you know, like I'm married to a soulmate. If I didn't, you know, had big dreams about someone who loved me, no matter like, of, of what if the accept me, who I am, I would never have that because I would somehow block it off and changing my career. Again, like a one decision, and
0: that was brilliant you know, by the way. Well done, that was very brave to change your career, not, you know. Uh, but it's not for everybody, but
1: I didn't dwell on it. You see, I, I know it, you know, the law didn't, it just did not express who I am, it was not who I was at all. So, I wanted more. And dreams, I think that's it, like it's the courage of wanting more, you know. And that's with my dream academy, I want to help people to know. But they can have more they are more and there's nothing wrong with more as such and having the dream that they really want, you know. Um you I think we all be
0: you don't have to be um feeling low or you don't have to be um have mental illness. It's for anybody like anybody in the world. You know you can be perfectly oh, yeah. fine and yeah. think um I'd like it's just like a little uh, you know with the COVID you get a booster shot in life. So even if you're happy it might be a booster shot to make you know just a point you in the right direction um look i i i say good luck with it um you know look thank you for coming on the podcast it's uh i don't know how how long that was but um i i got most of the questions in um would say look i really
1: enjoy
0: it thank you yeah no listen life is full of crying and laughing and failures and success and up days and down days and loneliness and embarrassment and making a fool yourself and then looking cool the next day all of those emotions are okay everything is okay just don't you know leave trying to be nice during the day and not if you fuck up when you fuck up that's fine as well but when you do something really good and everyone loves you that's also nothing will ever last forever it's just it's a constant flow of up and down um Sylvia, thank you for coming on the podcast i really enjoyed it fantastic i love the way you say things and the way you explain things. You you mentioned earlier that one of the biggest things for you is to speak in English. And it's that I don't think if if you spoke in an Irish accent, it would come across as well, to be honest. You just have okay. because you're talking in the way you're talking, I think it comes across very well. I, I I think it actually adds to what you're saying. And I'm not just saying that. I honestly think it adds to what you're saying. Not to say anything Thanks. about psychotherapists from Ireland. You're yeah, all brilliant as well. My <laughs> God, everyone's so touchy. Right, come on, look, all the best. Good luck. Bye bye.
1: Thank you very much, Mark. And I just want to say it was my privilege to be here.
0: Um,
1: I feel really privileged to be able to talk to you and get to know you. And you're amazing. I keep doing what you're doing because you are helping loads of people. And yeah, amazing. So, you know, it's it's great to see people like you who really want to be there and be out there for people as well as you say, as much for yourself. It's also for Mm -hmm. other people. And even you knowing that this is part of you and this is, for you and for other people that already helps other people as well to see oh it's okay to do something for me as well and claim it yeah. and own it you know so well done and thank you yeah. so much for inviting me here
0: Jeez, was a fair to say. it's 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 like um you know like uh, early on uh, i'd send emails out to people who were getting back to me and i'd say like oh like i made a mistake there and i mean that was their favorite part you know because it i get it wrong and i leave it in and it's 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 I, a big advantage that I had was I was myself from the start. Like you can't lie for two years on a camera, all of the time. You will be found out. You will be caught. Like people meet me, in like for example, if I went for a drink and someone said, "Oh, I I see their podcast. I like it. Can I have a drink with you?" I say yes, and they always say the same thing. You're you're the exact same now. I say, of course I am. It's 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 not a show. This is like. I'm not clever enough to put on a show for an hour. Or or not it's not that I'm not clever enough. I am clever enough.
1: Even if you did do that, how exhausting that would be. Like after one hour of making like a a show, a a day you would have to recover for it because it would take so much of you. And now because of this because you're you and I was me, we can still have loads of energy to go on with our day and enjoy it you know
0: <laughs> speak for yourself you have me fucking more outside right go on good luck thanks very much guys all the best bye, you. bye bye, bye. bye.
1: bye.